0: Luis Castillo wasn't sharp again, and the Mariners just couldn't get the big hit. Let's talk about it here on the Locked On Mariners Game show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. This is Tidding Azales and Colby Pattonhead for the Locked On Mariners Post Game show brought to you by eBay Motors. Championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. That's the same with your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com, Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game subscribe like internal alerts if you're watching on youtube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear and if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day let us know in the comments below and if you want to hear from us even more please consider signing up for our patreon by scanning the qr code it's right above my head right there in the little corner right over there The link as well as our social accounts is also in the description of this episode. Mariners lose their rubber match with the Rangers by a score of four to three this afternoon at T-Mobile park, five innings pitched nine strikeouts, three earned runs on eight hits for Luis Castillo, Jared Kelnick with a couple of hits, including an RBI triple in the bottom of the eighth Colby, your thoughts coming out of this game.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a real bummer. Um, because, you know, last night you won 5-0. Uh, you're feeling pretty good about the offense. Your, your pitching is just rolling right now. Um, you have Luis Castillo going. And you're facing Dane Dunning, who really isn't that good. Um, and you just feel like you have a really good shot to take this series. Um, you know, and, and finish your little mini homestand here, 4-2. and two, And have a couple division wins. Get back over 500 for the first time since opening day. Uh, you feel like you have a really good shot to do all that. And once again, Luis Castillo comes out, he was okay. He, I would say mediocre again, this is kind of the fourth start in a row where he's been, yeah, he's been okay. But you know, we're starting to see a pattern here with Luis and how teams are attacking him. He's got to, he's got to pull out a counter punch here, uh, pretty quick, but, uh, yeah, he was okay today, but the offense, once again, you know, they, they scratch out three runs against, you know, below average pitching, um, and, even despite that they have a shot in the eighth inning, you know, Jared Kelnick gets a big triple, um, to, to score Caballero. Unfortunately, after Crawford and France struck out to, to kind of really make it uh, a rally, very difficult. Um, you know, Kelnick gets the triple and it's four to three and, and you have, you know, Eugenio Suarez and, and Cal Raleigh up to tie the game or maybe give you the lead late. Maybe you can steal this win. And then, you know, Eugenio, pretty good at bat, draws a walk. Cal Raleigh, long at bat, but he missed a couple of cookies and then he ultimately strikes out. And at that point, the game's essentially over because we know this offense is set up in a way, at least right now, how guys are performing in that they're only going to get one or two really good opportunities to score a night. Either they get the big hit and they'll put up five, six runs, or they won't and they'll put up one, two, three runs. And we know what their record is when they score less than four runs. It's not good. Um, and you know, you're just kind of left just more frustrated than anything uh, because just overall, I mean, you look at where you're at right now, you're game below 500. Okay. Uh You know, you're, you have an off day tomorrow. You're going to Detroit. Who's playing some pretty good baseball right now. Don't sleep on Detroit. Um, But you should, you know, win that series, you're not going to have to face Eduardo Rodriguez. Who's on fire right now. So you should feel like you're, you have a good shot to win that series and kind of, you know, get back home with some momentum, but you just couldn't get that big hit tonight. You were one hit short again. Uh, Mm -hmm. and I think this is five or six losses in a row that are of the one run variety. Um, and after seeing this team win these type of games so often over the last two years, right now, they're just not winning this type of game. And, and I think the most frustrating thing about that is that the guys who are letting you down are not guys that we think, or we thought were going to let us down. It's not Jared Kelnick just being overwhelmed and he's not able to hit at the big league level. It's not you know, 36 year old AJ Pollock just being an absolute zero. It's not Colton Wong right now being just terrible. It's, it's none of those uh-huh. it's the guys who we thought at the beginning of the year were either locks to be all-stars or we thought maybe they'd get some MVP votes. It's, it's those guys, it's Teoscar, it's Julio, uh, until the last, you know, last week or so was Ty France. Um, and now it's a little bit Cal and a little bit Gino and, and, you're just not getting what you need from guys who you were counting on. Wow. Uh, and that's the frustrating part because you're getting more than you could ask for from JP Crawford. You're getting more than you could have hoped for from Jared Kelnick. Uh, You know, you're getting essentially Dylan Moore level production from Jose Caballero. So you've managed to stand, uh, you know, sidestep that landmine and you look at what you got from your pitching, despite only having, I think six and two third combined innings from Andres Munoz and Robbie Ray. and, it hasn't slowed you down. So, the thing that makes this frustrating, at least for me right now, is Julio and Teoscar. Those yeah. are supposed to be your two big bats. They're supposed to carry this offense, and they have been the worst hitters on this team for at least the last two weeks. And it shows that how, with how streaky this offense is, if those guys can't help you, you're not going to go far. Doesn't matter who you bring in, doesn't matter who you trade for, it doesn't matter who you call up. If those guys can't hit or they don't hit, you're going to lose a lot of games because they're stars. You need them to play like stars and they're just not right now.
0: Yeah, we, we've said on the show that the issue with this offense right now isn't that they didn't add one extra bat or two extra bats this offseason. That certainly would help if they had done that. Don't get me wrong. But Julio, Teoscar, pretty much useless at the plate for a good chunk of the season. That's what's really killing you right now. The fact that Julio and Teoscar have hit to a point where they're now hitting 6th and 7th in your lineup. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. That's the issue. So when we have this discussion about the offense and how we got to this point, that's the culprit. right? The the lack of additions during free agency, during the offseason it's there on the list but it's a little further down on the list than some of these other things and it's and that's what makes this ultimately frustrating because these are the things that you can't foresee and you can't fix right you can't go out and address you know getting an upgrade over Teoscar Hernandez or Julio Rodriguez the best way that you're going to upgrade your offense is by those guys finally getting it going Yep. And that's what your season ultimately hinges upon right now. Mm-hmm. So those guys getting it going because they are just not right now. And, you know, again, Julio has now been moved down the lineup five spots. We said that this was something that was necessary. Doesn't have to be permanent. If, if he figures it out within the next week, he can go back to hit and lead off next week. He already looked better today.
1: So hopefully that's, that's a sign. But... Yeah, and that's not just, because he
0: got moved down the lineup. He just he no, needs no, to no. start working on his process. And the, the reason that you move him down the lineup is just because you don't want to guarantee him the most at-bats in your lineup out of everyone. So
1: yep.
0: you do that because that, that that was hurting your team more than it was helping. The The upside right. wasn't worth what he was providing you.
1: No, and just real fast, I know there are people in the comments be like, well, you can't build a team around one guy because if one guy struggles then no 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 that's not what we're talking about here julio's not struggling julio is bad
0: yeah. right
1: now this is not a little slump this is julio being bad he is a bad major league hitter right now and when you build a team expecting this guy to be a mvp candidate which by all accounts he should be there's no reason to say he shouldn't be at 23 years old 22 years old and mm-hmm. he's actually one of the worst hitters in baseball over the last three weeks that's not something you can predict. That's not something you can foresee. And by the way, despite all that, again, the Mariners are just a game under five hundred, and it's May tenth.
0: Right. Well, and that's the thing too with with this series. You didn't get your ass kicked. You lost by one run in each of these two losses. I don't and look at Texas
1: the, and say that's a better team. Well, I yeah,
0: know. I was, I was gonna, I was about to say that. You know, by the way, guys, I I watch this Texas team. I'm like, I'm not. I'm not concerned. I don't think that they're elite. I don't think the Mariners are far off from them. I don't even think that the Rangers have leapfrogged the Mariners because the Mariners at their hundredth percentile compared to the to the Rangers at their hundredth percentile, night and day still to me. Mm -hmm. So I'm not concerned about the overall picture of the AOS. Like I don't come out of the series and go, uh oh, maybe you know, those people that were picking the Rangers to win the division were right after all. I'm not I don't feel that way at all. Because again, you were a couple swings of the bat away from sweeping this team. Yep. So really what it comes down to is execution. You have the talent. Your pitching is, by F4 standards, the best in the league. And your offense has several what should be quality hitters in it. And i I'm going to reserve my belief that they are going to figure it out eventually so you know because like right now it's just it's bad process it's not guys have fallen off it's not Julio is super hampered by his injury and um, maybe that's contributing to the issues I don't know I'm not Julio He's I'm not you know I'm, that, but... I'm not a Mariners team doctor yeah but it's the process it's the process of Teo's at bats it's the process of Julio's at bats they're bad approaches they're approaching these at bats horribly and frankly selfishly a lot of just swinging out of your shoes swinging at everything you see swinging at pitches that are in the other batter's box it's got to stop these guys are way significantly better than this
1: yeah and
0: that's what makes it frustrating that that's what makes me just boil over watching these guys play right now because it's like you
1: are so much better than this you are so much better than this yeah you know, uh, I know we got to get to the the next segment here, but uh, I think Joe, you know, says it best. Uh, Joe Doyle, friend of the show, uh, over his last 14 games, Teoscar Hernandez is batting 167, 224, 259 while running a K rate close to 47%. And a chase rate at That's 40%. Terrible. And That's a the whiff worst hitter in baseball. At 45%. 45 and a half That's percent. the worst hitter in baseball. That's yeah. the worst hitter and in baseball. Much like Scott said, you know, earlier in the week, We have a lot of guys who are incredibly easy to pitch to right now, and that's a problem. And Teoscar is the easiest guy to pitch to in baseball at this moment. So why should we feel optimistic about him? We'll tell you in a sec. There
0: we go. All right. Before we get into that, a reminder that today's episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by So Rare. I am saying that very slowly because it is slowly opening the ad read. Here we go. Our new sponsor, SoRare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans and owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 Major League Baseball teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, SoRare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards win or lose you still own your cards and there's no cost to play plus the more you win the more you advance collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards mlb game weeks happen twice weekly and span a three to four day cycle and at the end of game weeks, so rare mlb managers who rank at or near the top of their leaderboards win a variety of rewards which can include so rare scarcity cards game tickets merchandise signed jerseys and VIP experiences like meeting MLB stars. Prizes may vary depending on the competition. Head to so rare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E dot com to draft your team of free player cards. Set your lineup and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. And you're listening to the locked on Mariners post game show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners four to three loss to the Texas Rangers this afternoon at T-Mobile park. Again, if you are on the road, if you're at work, whatever, I uh, can't watch the game. You can check out all Mariners games on the Mariners hometown broadcast. You can listen to them with SiriusXM XM via the S X M app. Check it out. So, Why should we believe in Teoscar Hernandez still turning it around considering everything, or despite everything we have seen from him, despite the god-awful approach that he's taken to these at-bats, despite swinging at literally everything that even comes close to the strike zone? To me, it's pretty simple. It's because Teoscar Hernandez has track record of being a fringe MVP candidate for the last few years. And he's had slow starts in the past and has been able to put together these incredible seasons overall when you look at them on paper. So I do believe that Teoscar can still turn this thing around. And you kind of have to hang your hat on that because it has to happen or else you're you're not doing anything this year. Teoscar had to be a big part of this thing to make it work. Julio Rodriguez has to be a big part of this thing to make it work. Cal Raleigh has to be a big part of this thing to make it work. of Suarez, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And these guys, most of these guys, at least, either have the track record or have the upside to do that. And just right now, you're not getting that. But again, because all these, because we know who these guys are, overall, I still feel confident in saying that they are going to figure this out. That Teoscar Hernandez is going to figure this out. Julio's going to figure this out. All these guys are going to figure this out. And the Mariners, they might not have an elite offense. I don't think that's going to be the case at all this year. But I think we might see something that's more at, at least middle of the pack when this is all said and done. Given the quality that is in this lineup still.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that. I still think there's the the reality of a top ten, you know, offense in all of baseball Never in knows. this lineup. Because again, all you need to be there now is for Julio to do what he did last year.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And for Teosker to do what he's done over the last five years. If those two things happen simultaneously you're going to score so many runs because what J.P. Crawford's doing right now is really good. What Ty France has done in the last week, he looks like the old Ty of France. Uh, what you're getting from Cal Raleigh right now, it's fine. You'd like a little more power, but it's livable. You know What, what you're getting right now at second base with the combination of Wong and Caballero, what you've gotten from them in the last two weeks, that's more than good enough. Eugenio Suarez needs to, have, needs to hit for more power. There's really no yeah, question about that. I He's hitting 221, which not great obviously but if he was hitting 221 with 8 home runs we'd say okay that's that's who Eugenio Suarez is so i look at that and I say and, you know i don't see any reason why Jared Kelnick is just going to be a bad bad uh bat right i don't think he's going to just be terrible uh, obviously he's not going to have a month like april over the course of an entire year but he looks he's like having every month right now yeah no he looks fine he had a couple hits yeah. today uh, just the one hard hit ball but whatever Uh, No strikeouts. He continues to do well against lefties. Like Jared Kellnick is an everyday player, at the very least, and I feel pretty confident that he's going to put up 110, 120 WRC plus at least. All you need is for your two best players, your two best hitters, to hit like they have for their entire lives. Yeah, We're not asking them to take a step forward off of what they've done. All you need them to do is just hit like the back of their baseball card says they can. And you're cooking with gas because this pitching staff, again, despite getting almost nothing from Andres Munoz and Robbie Ray, two huge arms that you were relying on this year. They're still the best pitching staff uh, statistically in major league baseball. Right. I'm not even asking
0: for Julio and Teoscar to be, you know, what they've been in the past. Just be 80% of that (laughs) at this point. Like, like just be that I will take that right now because this is rock bottom. This is certainly rock bottom for Teoscar Hernandez. Maybe not Julio yet, because Julio still is having some quality at bats in terms of like hard hits, you know, hard hit Mm.
1: balls. Today was really his best day in a long time.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like going back to like the road trip, right, where he was, the results weren't there, but he was, but he was still putting together, you know, a couple of hard hit balls.
1: mm. Sure, I'll I'll give it to you, sure, but. mm. It's been rough. It's every,
0: been rough. Every, no, it, it has been. It has been. Don't get me wrong. It's just that that is true, though. He has been getting some hard hit balls, well, you know, entering or at least today's on, game. On that road trip he was
1: before you. Sure. Entering it. today's game, 77th percentile in average. Exit Velo had a couple hard hit balls today, 66th percentile in hard hit percentage, um, 52nd percentile in xwoba, WOBA, 53rd in X batting, 63rd in, in X Slug, 66th in barrel. Like Those are all things that would seemingly indicate that he's also gotten a little bit unlucky um, along with all the strikeouts. But the other thing um, to look at here, uh, his WOBA right now is 288, uh, which is, again, you read WOBA like batting average. Mm -hmm. uh, That's below average. Major League average is uh, 316. But you look at his ex-WOBA, it's at 328 julio has hit the ball hard and he's gotten unlucky on occasion that is a fair statement but obviously yeah. the at-bats also need to get better both things yeah are true at the same time
0: both of those things are very much true and you know again on that just to, to be fair here the hard hit balls haven't been as present over the last few games since he has come back from the injury as well so mm-hmm. there's been like you know some occurrences here but overall like the the just the problem here here really isn't that he's getting unlucky it is that his approach is god-awful it's terrible it's really bad and he has to completely reconstruct that i don't know what it is i i don't know if it's if he feels rushed by the pitch clock or if he just feels uh i don't know if it's just he the moment is too big like or he's trying to make the moment bigger than it really is in his head and he's trying to have this you know he, he, like he he has runners in scoring position and he's trying to, you know, crank a three-run home run instead of just poking a single through the hole. Like I don't know what it is, right? But Well,
1: it's not only that. It, his swings are so violent in those situations that it's the only possible outcome that's positive with those swings yeah. is that he happens to pick he happens to guess the right location, the right pitch and it's a home run because a swing that violent and that out of control, you're going to miss the barrel a lot because you can't control the barrel when you're swinging that violently um so yeah but i i would i would look at it like this right if you pulled the other 29 managers in major league baseball and you said hey do you think julio is just a bad hitter now or would you are you just hoping to play him before he figures it out all 29 are going to say we just want to get out of dodge before julio rodriguez figures it out because yeah this isn't a talent issue with julio obviously and it's just it's just a rough stretch right now and you know I, I know he said, you know, Scott talked to him last night about moving him off of the leadoff spot and Julio said he was he was for it, but that's still tough. You know, that is still a tough thing to hear. Uh, because essentially there's really no way to read into that other than Julio, buddy, you're hurting the team right now. I got to move you down the lineup. That's well, gonna be and, tough for, for him to hear. And but,
0: that's a that's a conversation that needed to be had though. And that's probably yeah. a wake up call that he he needed, right? Because mm-hmm. he has gotten everything, rightfully yeah. so, heading into this year. All the expectations, all the accolades, all, all, all yep. the privileges of being someone that, you know, going into the season where we're saying it's probably the next face of baseball. And I still yep. believe that wholeheartedly. It's just, you know, it's a little bit of a struggle right now. And he, again, it's not a talent issue. He hasn't fallen off a cliff. That's not like he's not a one hit wonder. That's not what's going on here. Talent is still there. And we've seen it. We've seen glimpses of it here and there, sprinkled out throughout the course of the season, even over the last couple of weeks, despite all of his struggles. We've seen little glimpses of it, like the home run against Houston. We know what Julio Rodriguez can do, what he can be. Just right now, he's holding himself back, and he's holding the team back by doing that. So he needs to take a step back here, and that's what hopefully putting him down in the lineup allows him to do, and reassess what his approach is to these at-bats. And once he gets it figured out, again, this doesn't have to be a permanent thing. He can go back. If he has a good stretch of like five, six, seven games where it looks like, okay, Julio's back, he can come right back up, hit leadoff as soon as next week. But that's up to him. That's ultimately up to him to make happen.
1: Yeah. So, in summation, just trust guys to be who they are. And I know many of you already have or are dying to type Jesse Winker into the comments. Fine, whatever. On occasion, guys do struggle for an entire year, Um, but you tell me why I should believe that Teoscar Hernandez is the worst hitter in baseball. Because he's had a bad month? Or is it the five years where he was an above average, you know, borderline all-star bat? Which one should I believe more? Right now, at this stage of the season, it's a layup. So yeah, Teo needs to be a lot better. Julio needs to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. But that just because they're not bad, as good as they need to be right now doesn't mean they won't be. Yeah. And if you're going to bet on a couple guys in this lineup to produce for you over the course of 162, those are probably your two first bets. So we,
0: we talked about this with Mitch Haniger last year, and I think, and I believe you theorized that this might have been the case that that you know Mitch was selling out a little bit because he was in a contract year. Mm-hmm. Do we think that's going on with Teoscar because he is in a contract year?
1: Maybe the, the issue with that though, is when you take that method, if you, if it doesn't work,
0: you're losing you're, millions of you're dollars,
1: losing millions and millions of dollars. I mean, just look at Michael Conforto right now. Conforto mm-hmm. doesn't sell out for power, but he had a bad year entering his, his contract year. Um, and there was no market for him. And then he got hurt in the off season and now he had to take basically a one year prove it deal. Teoscar, right now, if Teoscar, like hypothetically, if we get to September and this is who Teoscar is, he's probably getting one year eight, ten, eight to 10 million at most. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the problem with Teoscar is. Again, I'm, I'm not, obviously, neither are you, uh, but yeah. we're not hitting coaches, right? But I think mm-hmm. anybody can look at the numbers right now. They could watch those at bats and say, something needs to change drastically and it needs yeah. to happen now because again, nobody is easier to pitch to in baseball than Teoscar Hernandez right now. Um, one other thing I would say on this offense uh, as we near the end of our show here, they got to find a way to walk more. Yeah, they have to, they have, they to. had five walks in this series. Yeah. I think they struck out 40 times. Yeah. Like, and look, we've said
0: this strikeouts are going to be a problem with this mm-hmm. team. Like, that's just the nature of things because those those are the kinds, kinds of hitters that you have. But you need to be walking more. You need to control the zone to, a, to at least a certain degree here.
1: The quickest way for this team to build more than one or two opportunities per game that they're currently getting is for Julio and Teoscar to figure things out. But the second quickest way is for guys to walk more yeah draw more walks work pitch counts get deeper into the bullpen um it's it's a it's it's a attrition thing right mm -hmm. so instead of having what if instead of having one or two golden opportunities to score per game you have three
0: yeah how big of a
1: difference does that make it's huge and
0: how and how many times have we seen bases loaded or second and third and first pitch swing yeah. No one is drawing out at bats in key moments. A couple of guys are. Crawford JP Crawford is. Yeah. yeah J. J. Crawford JP Crawford
1: Jared. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, JP. Even Jose. Even Jose Caballero is a yep. little bit like. Colton Wong. Colton Wong.
1: Like he's starting to do it. Um By yeah. the way, if anybody's struggling with the pitch clock, I think Jose Caballero should teach a class. <laughs> Cause, yeah. Because nobody's better at manipulating the pitch clock to their advantage than Jose Caballero. It's insane. Yeah. So.
0: Going back to Teoscar to real quick, it's the same conversation that we just had about Julio and why I feel confident that Teoscar can turn things around is because the talent is still there. We're still seeing glimpses of it. We still see that he can have some quality at-bats. It's just the approach sucks. <laughs> it's really bad. But that the, the, the good thing about that on the flip side is that's incredibly fixable. Because that's a mentality thing. Yeah, in theory. Well, I mean, you you can take a couple pitches, whether you think that they're strikes or yeah. not. You can just not swing the bat. You know, you could try yeah. doing that. You could start there.
1: You know. Sure, I, I think the, the the one thing you the one thing that's hard about that is when you're struggling, you don't yeah. want to take a fastball down the middle.
0: Oh yeah, no, you're pressing even it feels more, like, and you're you two know, in your head. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's kind of a difficult act here. You have a day off today or tomorrow rather. I wouldn't put Teoscar in the lineup on on Friday. Yes, they're facing Matt Boyd. Yes, it's a lefty. And yes, in theory, that's a really good matchup for him. Has that mattered the last two weeks? No. I probably, I'm probably i not starting. You know what? I will take an 0 for 4 from Taylor Trammell if I really think giving Teoscar two full days off is something that could potentially help him. I'm not worried about that. And you could always put Sam Haggerty out there in the outfield too if you want the righty against him. So... I think, I think you got to try something. You have to try something here. Um, you know, and, and credit to Scott. I think he did it a little bit late, but whatever, better late than never. He was willing to push both Julio and Teoscar down the lineup uh, when it's becomes clear that this isn't working out. So we'll see what happens here. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked. Probably not, probably not in the next couple of days, but over the next week, I wouldn't be shocked to see him move Colton Wong or Caballero who's ever playing that day into the two hole moves tie France down to three and just kind of try and lengthen the lineup that way. Uh, but right now there is not a player you can call up. There is not a player you could trade for. There is not anything that you could do as an organization that would help this team more than even just one of Julio and Teoscar yep. catching fire for, or not even catch, just put up the stats they did last year over a two week stretch. Yeah. Nothing can fix it. Cade Marlowe is not going to help you more than that. Uh, Mike Ford's not going to help you more than that. Playing Taylor Trammell every day is not going to help you more than that. There's not a batter you can go trade for right now that's going to help you more than just one of those guys mm-hmm. being who they've been their entire careers. Yeah, the, and the that's issue- the frustrating part is that there is no easy fix because you're just waiting for yeah. you're waiting essentially for the inevitable. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that it's easy.
0: Yeah, the the issue isn't Colton Wong. It's not the DH spot. It's none of that. What the issue is, is Julio, it's Teoscar. And until those two guys start getting it going here, we're going to continue seeing performances like today's. We're going to continue seeing one run losses where the Mariners were just one swing of the bat away from winning this game. We're going to see more of that. So you need your guys, you need your MVP caliber type players to... Not even be that, just be eighty percent of that right now, and you'd be in a lot better place than you are just right now.
1: Just be a major league average player, yeah. and you're in a better spot.
0: Agreed. Right now, but neither guy is. That said, i I do feel like I, we are seeing a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel here with this team, uh, especially as of late. Sure. With the with the way that the the pitching staff is going yeah. right now, and they won you know, like
1: seven of their last ten or eleven. Yeah. Like
0: Ty France is starting to figure it out. JP's been great. Jared continues to be really solid. I think they're going to be fine at the end of the day. It's just going through this right now sucks a lot. Yeah, but that's going to do it for our show thank you so much for joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast for colby patnode i'm Tidy gonzalez be sure to give us a follow on twitter at lo underscore mariners you can follow me at dane gonzalez the c-a-n-e-g-n-z-l-z and colby at cpat11 that's c-p-a-t-1-1 follow us on instagram and tiktok as well over at locked on mariners that's one word locked on mariners you can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode and thank you again for making us your first listen after the game have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow peace